Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Okay, welcome to the next episode of my podcast. This is the Survival Series, and we are quite honoured today. We have got the award-winning Simon Bodsworth from DeVal Furniture on the show. Simon, good afternoon. How are you? How's the family? How are you coping? Yeah, good afternoon, and first and foremost, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Under the circumstances, we're we're all good. We're at home. I've got my two kids here um, and, and my wife, my dog. Um, so we're all safe and, and, and keeping well, thank you. Well, we've got two business, well, we've got one MD, one business owner, two MDs and, and a couple of dogs because my little puppy's here. Simon, listen, let's, 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 let's dive straight into it. These are, these are tough times for you up in Yorkshire and Huddersfield. They're tough times for us in London and, and in Sussex, where, where I predominantly am. Yeah. Um, it hit us really, really quickly. But from a, from a business perspective, first, first of all, Simon, talk us through how how things have evolved and developed for you to, to where you are today you're absolutely right I, th- I think the speed was the essence of that and mm. we've never seen anything like it we've probably had to change more in our business in the last number of weeks than we've had to do in the last couple of years um, in order to adapt and change to the circumstances mm. so because it was it's so fast i think it you know we, we look at um the, the way that particularly the announcements came out when when we went into lockdown, let's say, and we had, you know, board meetings at 10 o'clock at night. I'm speaking to other MDs in the industry at, at 11 and 12 o'clock at night. It's something out of a film, you know, it's quite yeah. surreal in terms of the speed that, it, that the impact it came in. Um, in terms of clearly we the impact that it had on our business of, of temporarily closing down anyway is we... We, we, we treat it a lot like Christmas and, and I'm not underplaying it there, but we're used to shutting down annually at, mm. at that period of time. So we said to everybody, it says, look, guys, fair enough. We're not going to go and have a drink in the local boozer. But what we need you to do is work up in your key areas, draw a clear line in the sand and ensure that it's more about the reopening phase than it is actually closing. Because mm. you've got to be ready and you've got to be in a place where you can be agile and you can react to customers because we don't know what the scenario will be around opening. So, so we did that and we've got two weeks with the furniture sat in the dispatch area and the third week um, ready to cut and everything sat by the machine. So from that place, we're in a good, we're in a good place. Um, however, I think what, what we will see is we've got, we've got orders in the pipeline and we even received orders this morning, um, which is great, but that's starting to dry up for retailers to a point because anyone who's had a design consultation or just before that stage has said you know what we're pretty much going to put the brakes on at the moment everything's fine we'll just pick it back up later so i think the impact of what we will see is everything's fine for now we're probably going to see a sharp dip and then a sharp increase as well because there is an order book out there there is pent-up demand from previous that, 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 that demand and increase coming back is something that's come through in some of my previous episodes where 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 you know business owners have said look you know we know there's going to be a lag we're all taking a hit you know i'm taking a hit my staff are taking a hit whether yeah. that's furlough, whatever it is you know? but there will be a point when we have to go again and we don't quite know when that will be or how it's going to affect demand i speak to some uh, retailers, showroom owners, you know, your customers that say, look, you know, we're, we're doing our online designs. It's all, it's all trendy. It's sexy. It's different. 
Um, and we're expecting a lot of people because they've got time on their hands and they're spending time in their kitchens and their bathrooms and their bedrooms to, yeah. to want to start improving. I challenge that a little bit and say, that's great, but are they going to have the budget? You know, let's, 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 let's think about that there. But it is, it is being ready when the lag's there to go again and having almost be, being, 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 being battle ready as such. And, and people have spoke about this luxury of time, Simon, that, you know, they're ripping their business apart from the inside out. They're looking at their online platform, their offline platform, their processes, the, the job roles. They're really rethinking what is a meeting, what is a consultation, how, how can we sell? Um but it is, the, it is the unknown. I think it's the most challenging, isn't it? Because I, I'm looking at it from, from where I am. And we had the soul ripped out of our, our trading. You know, like, like you said, that most orders were eventually have been put on hold or whatever. We, no one, quite rightly, no one's really recruiting. We've got some video interviews going on. We've got some offers in principle. And that's great. But the reality is, and still we, and still we, still we open again when people start trading. Recruitment's right on the, the bottom of the agenda. So, so this podcast is is a way to to just share what people are doing in industry. So, so how you know did you communicate what the plans were to your team? Was it was it sort of a was it a drawn out process? Was it individually through their through their line managers? How, how did that work? No, where I, I think that the main thing is that during times of uncertainty, you actually over communicate. Yeah. So you do it regular and you do it fast and you do it often. And so we as a leadership team, we're used to doing that on uh, anyway. But um, it's also about being personal and, and empath you know, showing empathy and understanding and concern for people. So uh, you the way that we did that was very much face to face. And we did regular meetings, uh, mm -hmm. team briefings, um, you know, the factory as a whole. We got everybody together and to, to, to communicate that everybody is in it together. Yeah. Um, and um it's you're absolutely right there is a lot of uncertainty but my and our view at the valleys don't don't kind of don't concentrate on what you can't control concentrate on what you can control so let's let's just ignore all the media and all the hype outside what does it mean for our company for our employees for our customers let's make sure we deliver on that first and foremost and then let's see you know how can we be business fit business ready and as you say be agile um, particularly uh, when it comes to the, the reopening phase. Mm. I think that's really important, isn't it? The, you know, and that's come through from other guests as well. It's the, it's focusing on what you can influence, you know, not, not don't believe the hype as much because we know it's there, you know, and, the, and you know, the, you, you mentioned it earlier, Simon, it is when you listen to the news headlines, it's almost like it's the background noise of a film, you know, and, and I'm, I'm expecting like an MI5 character to be talking to the prime minister and you're hearing this, in a, in a film or a, or a Netflix series, but this is actually yeah. the world we're in, isn't it? It's absolutely true. Um, I'll be honest, Peter, I stopped watching the news at least 18 months ago. Yeah. But I got, the, the, these are just commercial businesses who are trying to make headlines. If you want to find something out, you can quite easily go jump on your computer or your phone and you'll find out fantastic information, unbiased information straight away. So that was, that was one of the things we, we, we haven't done. We don't want to get caught up in hype. We, we, want to, we want to work with as much facts and figures as we can. Um, and uh, it's also about communicating the plan. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's to our customers, that's to our employees, that's to our supply chain, constantly talking to them about where we are, what it means for them, what it means for us, how can we help each other and how can we collaborate to ensure that we, we look after each other through these times because it is so fast. 
And how have those, those, I mean, you don't have to share the intricate details, but how have those conversations gone? Because you know, I've embarked on lots of them myself, and it's it's really interesting. You know, I, I, I will talk to a client, you know, <laughs> like yourself, an MD, and the conversation will go from a bit of business chat to, you know, how he's coping, isolated, or, or, or the lockdown. And you and almost it's almost like you're just there to talk and counsel mm-hmm. and support each other because, you know, the access to a loan, a grant, a furloughed employee, we're all going through the same type of challenges. That's right, yeah. And being able to share and, and talk and be open, I, I found I found it quite 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 inspirational really because you know you're you're getting a humbleness and an openness and and I've always been quite good at getting close to people I'm working with and getting you know getting to know them at work and away from work and it's what my you know if we were doing this podcast in another in a previous series Simon we'd be on Huddersfield Town's rise to the top by now and talking about, <laughs> you know, about your passions away from work but yeah when when you're here and you and you hear openly the challenges people are facing and the decisions they've got to make for their staff and how it impacts them and their family. You know, it's there, there's some inspirational stories to tell, and there's but there's the reality that I don't think business and society will ever be quite the same again. Do, do you think we'll go back to as it was, or do you think we'll be be a different place? It will be completely different. Mm. I don't think there'll be an area that's not untouched by this. Yeah. Um, and being open and honest, as you say, is is absolutely the key. We've uh, you know, and, and me personally, I know that I've done it before where you, you don't communicate, you bottle things up and, and I'll be honest, it, things overspill and it, it, it affects your health and, and mental well-being. And, and I refuse to go back to that place. So yeah. being open and communicating is, is absolutely. Well, I've, seen that from your, I've seen that from your social media, LinkedIn. So I've seen you doing your 5Ks. I've seen you communicating that. I've seen you, you listening to the, to the Robbie's podcast. But do you know what? When you share that and you and you give you know feedback and advice and, and stuff there it's, it's it makes such a difference because you know the the online population that your connection they want to know the person you know they don't want to be preached to they don't want that and if they get to know the personality and the the challenges you're facing i mean just there you've been open about you know mental health and the that you know being you could be on that cusp easy i mean I've described this in previous episodes. I can go from being really right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to do this, we'll focus on this and that. So, like, literally, I'll, I'll be, I mean, no one can see this listening to the podcast, but I'll, I'll be, like, heading my hands thinking, like, I've got to walk in the front door now, mm. be positive for my wife, positive for my children, and, you know, you've got to go again. And it, and it does, it does, can be consuming. So I think you're, what you said there about, about not not focusing on what you can't influence and maybe taking a step back from the, from the visible press could could help a lot of people, couldn't it? It, it definitely could. Um, and so, um, what I think off the back of that, what we've done is we've we've opened ourselves up more. Now we have we're very very fortunate as a business. We've we've got strategic partners. They're not suppliers. They're strategic yeah. partners within our business. So, like you say, we know their background, their history, and they know us intimately. And likewise with our our customers as well. At the same time, we it's very much relationship based industry. And, you know, we're not one for chasing numbers. Essentially, we are a family business. So that's that's in the DNA. We, As I say, we do that anyway. So um, but it's important more than ever that we do that and open that up and share that experience with, with everybody. Um, what we have done off the back of, of um, this is we've actually introduced more training so that we are openly talking about um, whether that be product or whether that be market trends. Um, based around personalization or sustainability as an example um so ju- just this morning i did a training session with 40 retailers all at once 
And that's that's a huge commitment on their part, not only for their time, but their commitment to learn, because mm. everybody, as you say, does believe that the market will change and will move on. But how do we do that? And it's about collaboration. It's about everybody sharing their ideas and creating a community. And that's not just a Deval community. That's the whole KBB industry, which is exactly mm. what you're doing right now, about coming together and sharing the ideas. Because one person will say something that will just spark off an idea which will help somebody else. And so the more we can talk and share, um, the, 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 the closer the community for the industry will be and, and the better we'll become. They're powerful words, Sam. They're powerful words. Got to ask you though. Know, I mean, it'd be a challenge enough to have forty retailers in a room, you know, in a room, and you're delivering the training. But, but I'd fancy that, you know, because I've, I've grown up doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm in the forties now. I, I can command the room, have some fun. I'm, I'm okay with technology, but as you see earlier, I completely, I, I phoned a friend straight away when it weren't working. I phoned a friend <laughs> to get, get the audio working. Yeah. Thank you again. I know you listen, Sorry. but. How did you cope sharing that with 40 retailers all in the same virtual meeting room? Good question. Um, did you enjoy it? Loved it. Because yeah. the one thing that I'm, there's a lot of things, don't get me wrong, it's a strange time, but there's some things that I'm really enjoying right now, um, which is like spending time with my family and what have you. But the one thing I really miss about um, being back in the office and being back with our customers is being with them. And having face-to-face -face interaction and sharing the, your passion and your desire and coming up with with ideas and collaborating about ways that we can work with each other and um what what was nice was i got some feedback uh, and some emails instantly off the back of the the training session people are just saying you've br you've brought normality back into my life you've, you've sparked off ideas um and, and that's not just me that's us as, as, a, as a collective they're all talking to each other about sharing positive news can work i mean i'm doing something similar in terms of the model mm. but i'm talking to uh, people that have been affected by redundancy or job loss because yeah. you know you, you've only got so many hours in a day and you can't so so i'm inviting people to to, to weekly webinars and networking groups where where you've got people there uh, from different backgrounds different sectors and you don't you don't really go into the detail but you what what i'm trying to do is give if is give real honest open employability advice that will make a difference forever it's not going to necessarily fix where you are right now because you need enough you need vacancies and people to recruit but yeah. by giving people advice on how they can engage more on a platform like linkedin or how they can look at you know how they're applying or preparing or you know you're preparing for video interviews okay you, know, you can give real advice on the best way to do that and it's been it's been brilliant because because some of the feedback i've had has been it's been quite humble. It's not. It's not feedback that says you know you, you've changed my life. It's like I never thought of that. Wow, you know, someone suggested that, and they've actually got a response to it, and and that's really good because you end up sometimes. I don't know if you, do, you end up really just kind of letting everyone else go, and you just steer it in in different ways. But but that's grown. So that's now gone from uh, a small thing to going to be a more larger weekly uh, weekly webinar, you know, on Crowdcast, and you know what, that, and that's great. But amazingly, from that. I've also been approached by, by by people that have said, look, you know, could, I'd really like to get some one-to-one -one help. What can you do? And I've said, well, I can do something and, you know, how many hours, what, what you're looking for. And that's almost led to a, I've been thinking about that as part being part of our offer anyway. I've got so much experience in my sectors from the age of 18 to 27, then resigning from a director's role to launch my business in 2003. I've got 17 years of this. You know, I could give something to people in a different way. And it's a, it's part of your, your your services, but it's there. This time has given me 
an opportunity just to test the market a little bit to see whether people would turn up to a webinar or yeah. would be interested in me doing this and that. And it has been it's been encouraging. So I've then been when I'm talking to my contacts and clients and people like yourself, I've been saying, look, if you're not doing this or trying that, have have some fun because what's the worst that can happen? No one turns up, no one likes it. Just don't do it again. And and we do have, and it's a I don't know if it's the right word to use, but but at the moment everyone's got this luxury of time. So you've got like a real captive audience to to talk to people and engage with them. So you've got to think about how you stand out, haven't you? Absolutely. I think some a lot of people are just scared of it's like paralysis. They're that scared mm. and that uncertain. They don't know what to do. But for me, you might as well try because that if you if you try something quicker you're going to find out if it's the right thing or the wrong thing sooner. And at least you can correct your action and move forward. The worst thing you can do right now is not make a decision, not try, not put yourself out there for a webinar or or, or some content on, on social media or whatever it is. You can always learn something from somebody else. So you, you've just got to try. Mm. And and the DNA of I mean I loved it when you talk about the DNA of Deval Furniture. You touch your heart. You know this is what we're about. We over communicate. We care about our employees. You know you're, you're a big employer. You've got you've got lots of staff. You've got you know and you're not just in the north. You've got them spread out as well. Um, is that regular communication making a difference for you? it? Must be when they when they can interact with each other and jump on calls. How's that all working for you? It's great because it keeps the community together. Yeah and. We're very much about communication within the business um, and and working with people. So the the particularly the video technology at the moment has has helped massively to do that. Whether that be WhatsApp groups, just checking on in, in on each other and making sure how are people doing for their their health and their their mental well being. Um, whether that be through the videos and and like we're doing now or Zoom as an example. So it's it's. It's expanding the reach, isn't it? We, we certainly won't be having this conversation. Okay, we've got you shortlisted for video interview. Okay, have you ever done one before? No. Well, have you spoke to anyone on Skype or Zoom or FaceTime? No. We're never going to get those no's again. Everyone's going to say yes now. You know, it was not, and that, that's even in, you know, it's, uh, you know, when you're into the, the, the KBB world, you've got the designers, you've got the showroom managers, so they're, they're more techie savvy. I also do a lot of builders merchant work and you've got the, a little bit more traditional there, but, but the world's waking up and we've even started, I've got a podcast going out today where I've got, um, I've got a guy, you know, really experienced guy, um, works his way up from the bottom to bald level, you know, in, in builders merchants. He's looking for, for work and he was made redundant towards the end of last year. So before the crisis, um, you know, and he's just really sharing his soul about what it's like trying to look for work now. Um, what a great platform to be able to do that, just to be able to say, look, you know, this is someone at that level who's struggling. You're not alone. This is what he's doing. He's got a routine. He's got a bit of discipline. He has a bit of fun. Then he reviews and he logs and he follows up. Yeah. And you can share advice and tips like that from a real person, not me preaching, but from a real person who people will resonate with. They'll know him. That's powerful. And that's really why I thank you so much for coming on today, Simon. But I want to wrap it up with a, with a few things, mate. So first and foremost, um, talking to your retailers, your stockists, you know, your, your community, yes. what are the three pieces of advice you would give to them right now? Over communicate. Yeah, number one. Number one, you've got to constantly talk to 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 everybody within your whole value chain about um, who you are, what you do, your morals, your ethics, your your business plan, um, and and see how you can collaborate a lot further. Number two, I'd be looking at um, operationally your your entire value chain, how you can lean the process and how you can be a lot more agile. 
um, whether that be taking steps out, you know, I think everybody's going to have to, as you say, they're evaluating the business right now and you may well have to pivot. So by looking at your value chain, you can see what what assets you can leverage um, or where else you can re-employ the resources um, to somewhere else. Number three, I would definitely say is know your numbers. And that does not mean read your accounts. What I'm talking about there is small tweaks, you know, a, a, a change or an alteration in in margin, in profit level, in, in added value sales, whatever it is, because it can have a drastic impact on bottom line, but most of all cash flow, and that everybody's concentrating on right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could summarise them. Number one, you know, is to over-communicate in, in every level. You know, we've got this opportunity to communicate, let's over-communicate. I love this because you've got the you've got the buzzwording, you've got pivoting, but you know we're, everyone's pivoting. Some people don't know where they're going, but they're pivoting. Yeah. But you've actually summarised that really well because you know look at where your value chain is. Can you make tweaks? Can you make different? Oh, sorry, be agile and lean and ready to change. And then when you are changing, number three, the small tweaks can have a major different effect on your bottom line and your cash flow, and actually make you a more profitable and successful business when we go again. Yes. Yeah. That's good advice. That's good advice. So I'm going to take us completely away from business. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're a Huddersfield Town fan. I'm a Fulham fan. That Matt says at the moment we're in what I would call Division Two, but it's the Championship. Yes. Um, what do you think is going to happen? And are Fulham going to get promoted? <laughs> well, firstly, I hope you do because you've had enough attempts at it. It's your turn. I think, I think you should, and 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 you've played some great football. So I don't see why not. Uh, we went up a couple of years ago, spent 140 million and become the worst team in the league. We went down with you, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got a good base though and a good culture and a good uh, you know a good history. I think I think our Huddersfield Town so we're just a real football club. That's we right. don't try and be more than what we are. But the you know, I still see the people that I go to football with. I went when I was 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old with them. I'm now 45 and my kids go with their kids. It's like it's it's amazing, you know, you keep that there. So you think Fulham's going to go up, which is brilliant. Uh, thank you. I mean, I'll just answer it for you. But what do you really think will happen with the championship season? Everyone's talking about the Premier League, but no one's talking about the championship. I, th I think in all respects, I think um, people will play on this year. And no matter how long that goes on for, it could be this year, it could be into next year, whatever. They will play on and complete this year. And I think what it will do is affect the season after. Yeah. Because do you think it'll be potentially behind behind closed doors, or do you think they'll wait until they can get fans back in? I think they've got to be flexible, and it's got to be a staged approach. Uh, closed doors is definitely um, manageable and starts things going. And I think if the TV uh, companies and various other people get on board with that, then we could share that out and and involve people at the same time. So I think it's possible, and it's a sensible solution. But if you look at, you know, the, the amount of time you supported the Terriers and how long I've supported Fulham, in them lower league battles, mate, it was almost behind closed doors anyway, wasn't it? It was like <laughs> stadiums and, okay. you know, there. But I still refer to them as the good old days, Fulham in the lower leagues. I, I really liked it. But it's it's amazing that, you know, we need to talk about the impact on society and families, right? So so to me, you know, football's always been a big part of my life, you know, my kids, my friends, whatever. And it's suddenly been taken away. But... The world still turns. You know, we miss it a little bit, but it's OK. The world still turns. And it does, I think, put a lot of perspective on it. And I hope it will mean some of the bigger clubs and, you know, the Premier League, when they're doing their deals, they actually remember the fans a little bit more. Because without us, you have no football and no club. And maybe it will just, it will just 
I don't know, bring it back to to, to how nostalgically how we want how we where we think it was better. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But hopefully the football will come back. And if it does, I'm I'm looking at every permutation for Fulham to go up somehow without having to kick a ball. I don't, I don't think it'd be as easy as that. But listen, I don't want to get draw too much on football. But while I've got you, I do want to hopefully end the podcast just with you giving some advice to people that. You know, unlike me and you, they're not working now. They've, they may have lost their job. They may be facing redundancy. They've been victims of the crisis or perhaps not victims of the crisis, but victims of companies wanting to survive and having to make tough decisions. Some decisions might be right, some wrong, but they've been made. What advice would you give to a job seeker in, in KBB at the moment, Simon? At, at first and foremost, I'd say put yourself in the right mental state. And what I mean by that is work on yourself. If you don't at least have an hour a day for yourself, then you're no good to anybody, especially an employer. Um, if, if you are in the right place, looking after your health and your well-being, then then mentally you're going to give you your all when you get to that to that point. And you're also in the right mental state to then take on new skills um, and, mm. and even look at opportunities. You know, it, it, you could see something as a threat, or you could see something as an opportunity. It's the whole glass half full, half empty scenario so I, I definitely work on your your health and your well-being first and foremost i wouldn't pigeonhole yourself as as you say business is not the same and is not it's not business as usual so how else can you reuse your skills in different areas and i, I what i would always say is people the best people are, are found and then trained aren't they so yeah. you, you know don't worry too much if you don't have the experience that you know the good companies out there who are who you know when when one door closes another op opens up and it's an opportunity and the, the good companies are looking for the people with the right mindset and the right attitude and that's what we hire for you hire for that first and you can always train them afterwards so don't worry too much about that and i think uh, the other one would be to expand your network and expand your reach Simon, I tell you what, mate, mate, yeah, some of those things are from my heart. You know, it, it's so powerful, but it's really good for the listeners to hear someone like yourself, you know, who leads who leads a company. You've got lots of employees saying, you know, that we don't care about your contacts or what you've done yesterday or what you've done last month and who you did it for. I want your raw skills, your personality, your ability to learn, because we're going to work, create something together. That's refreshing to hear, and that, that should encourage everyone. But um, this is Simon. Thank you so much for joining me. I know it was a, it was an invitation, a little bit out of the blue. We hadn't really well, we've spoken properly before, so I really appreciate your time. What I would say is, whenever Huddersfield Town play at Fulham again, just pick up the phone, and you are welcome to come down with your boys or whatever. Um, I, I, I'm a you know I bring Fulham into everything I do, but. I wish you, your family, you know, good health and positivity and let's stay in touch. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, Simon. you're very welcome. And likewise, take care of yourself. And I very much appreciate the opportunity. So thank you. Cheers, Simon. We're Foyn Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy and be positive. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyn Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive because together we will get through this.